Hello, friends, and welcome to episode 674 of the Juicebox podcast. On today's show, I'll be speaking with Emilio. He is 18 years old at the time of this recording, has autoimmune hepatitis, type 1 diabetes, and has been through COVID. He is a remarkable young man, and you do not want to miss this conversation. Emilio, if you're listening, your file got kind of lost on my computer for a little while. I'm sorry this took so long to put out. It was not on purpose. While you're listening today, please remember that nothing you hear on the Juicebox podcast should be considered advice, medical or otherwise. Always consult a physician before making any changes to your healthcare plan or becoming bold with insulin. If you're a U.S. resident who has type 1 diabetes or is the caregiver of someone with type 1, in fewer than 10 minutes, you can help. Go to t1dexchange.org forward slash juicebox, join the registry, take the survey, help people living with type 1 diabetes. t1dexchange.org forward slash juicebox. There's like a tiny bit of space left here. I don't know what to do with it. Oh, well, it's gone. This episode of the Juicebox Podcast is sponsored by Dexcom, makers of the Dexcom G6 Continuous Glucose Monitor. Get started today at Dexcom.com forward slash juicebox. At that link, you can also find out more and see if you're eligible for a free 10-day trial. Speaking of free trials and the possibility that you'll be eligible for them, you may be eligible for a free 30-day trial of the Omnipod Dash, Omnipod.com forward slash juice box. More details later on in the ads. I am from a little country in South America called Ecuador. I was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes on July 2016, but it it all goes back to when I was two years old. At that age, I was diagnosed with autoimmune hepatitis, and my life was based on living in one hospital until the next one. And going back and forth between Ecuador and Argentina, because at the time, getting good treatment for autoimmune hepatitis in Ecuador was very difficult. And the doctors in my country told my family that I would not live for long here. So my pediatricians recommended to seek treatment in Argentina, uh, even that they were better equipped. Mm -hmm. So my life went through that until I was 13. And then I started to feel very bad. I had headaches, started to pee a lot, I drink a lot of water. Until one day I just finished school and then my family and doctors started to figure out what was wrong with me. And they originally thought that the problem was my gut better because I had mineral stones and the mineral stones. The doctors finally removed it, but when they did their blood work, they never tested for glucose. Okay. So I went through surgery and everything went well until I woke up in the recovery room and then fainted again. They told me I started to be heavily and I had a sort of convulsion. Then the nurses entered the room and they checked my glucose. My dad has a number on, on his head. He always told me it was 523. After that happened, they moved me into the intensive care unit when I woke up. And I remember I was surrounded by a dozen of doctors and had those sort of cables and tubes connecting me to machines from that 
from there. Yeah. Uh, from that moment, things were not so bad. I started to recover, but I couldn't fold my right leg completely. Then the days passed, and I started to regain sensitivity in the upper part of my leg. But the other part was not working, so I had to use crouches to move to move on my own. So okay. then we hold on one second. I'm going to yeah. slow you down. Yeah, I want to make sure I'm understanding. Everything. So also, you did a great job of telling me about yourself. You never said your name. Do you want to tell people, or do you want me? Oh yeah, <laughs> my name is Emilio. <laughs> um, yeah, sorry. Okay, so Emilio, we have. Uh, I want to make sure that I'm understanding everything that's happening. So mm -hmm. two years old. You're diagnosed in Ecuador with autoimmune hepatitis, which yeah. I have in front of me a chronic autoimmune disease of the liver that occurs when the body's immune system attacks liver cells, causing the liver to be inflamed. Common initial symptoms include fatigue, muscle aches, or signs of acute liver inflammation that include fever, jaundice, right upper quadrant abdominal pain. Does that? Now, I know you were two then, but th that's a correct description of what, yeah, what you have. Yeah, that's the correct description, and you may add there that you get yellow you literally get color yellow your eyes are bright yellow and you can tell it from that yeah. if you have disease I, I used to do that with other people uh it's it's a thing of mine but yeah well here's the it's, craziest part that this blurb here says that it, people usually get it between 40 and 50 years old yeah and it's it's very common in, in women and not so common for men but it do happen it does happen it does happen Okay. Yeah. Um, and then growing up between your diagnosis with that and when you're diagnosed with type one at 13, what, what, what's your life like with autoimmune hepatitis? It was very hard because as I told you, it was like moving hospital to hospital. I never had like a normal life until I was like 16, 17, I think. Yeah. But it was always being in hospital to hospital. And because of the, of the treatment for the, for the autoimmune hepatitis, I couldn't see a lot of people because I didn't have my, I didn't have any, a very hard immune system. So mm. I was very delicate. Did you spend long chunks of time in the hospital or were you just in and out a lot? Uh, in and out a lot. And sometimes I used to spend a couple of months back and forth. Getting treatment or because you had a flare up that was debilitating you? Uh, getting treatment, treatment, yeah. Okay. What were the treatments like? Uh, basically, they pump you up with cortisone, like a whole liter of cortisone to the vein, and and yeah. And that kind of dr the, drives it away, but it also has other impacts on you, right? Do you? Yeah. the The other impacts are very hard, very hard because. Uh, at that time, at the time being, we did not expect the the cortisone to do bad stuff to me, but it it has done it through the time. So now I have a couple of things in my body. For example, I have my vision is very blurry because of that. Also, uh, cortisone in the long term causes organ failure. So, but what basically we thought that it was uh, the causes for the cause for type one was the cortisone. Oh, really? Like the idea yeah. that the cortisone could have, could have started the type one diabetes. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, when you're diagnosed with type one, you're back in Ecuador at that point. 
Yes, yeah. I was here, uh, but when six months after I was diagnosed, we went back to Argentina because we we always loved the med the medics there, the doctors there, so mm-hmm. we went back there and they helped a lot, but a lot. Also, I had a when I came back from the coma because I was in a one week coma hmm. after I was diagnosed. Uh, I had a neuropathy as I was telling you. Yeah. So the thing that neuropathy does to your body is, is hard. It's hard to explain because your muscle memory doesn't work as well as if it you has a a healthy leg or a healthy body part that being is being affected by the neuropathy. So when they tested for these things uh, here in Ecuador, they pass this current through your nerves. So my leg decided to remember the electric shocks at 3 a.m. for five months. So the pain was awful. So I was dealing with Taiwan. I was dealing with a neuropathy. So it was a very hard six months when I started. But we went through it. So you you get these like like constant shocking pains that are yeah that go on for hours. Exactly. Yeah, they're like electric shocks. Wow. And painful to what degree? Like from a scale to one to ten, where would you? Put uh, an an eight, I will think. Wow. And you're yeah, a young, you're a young boy at that point then too. Yeah, I was fourteen, fourteen, thirteen at the time. Yeah. Um. Jeez, what's the? I'm trying to figure out where to jump to, but where does what what does diabetes care? Tell me again, how old are you now? Now I am 18. You're 18 now. Okay. Yeah. So, I am 18. so how did your diabetes care start? What what did they give you to like? How does it work in Ecuador? Uh, it works pretty pretty much the same way it does in the U.S. and the whole world, but. Uh, we are very analog here, so we use the blood blood checker meters and and we use pens or or syringes. Mm-hmm. But because I have a lot of friends that that are very very into the subject, they have introduced me into technology of of this, and it's amazing. Now I am with the I am checking my glucose with the Freestyle Libre. I right. don't know if you know know I, that device. I know it. Yep. Yeah, and I have I had used the Omnipod also. Really? Yeah. How did you, I? Do they sell that? There? I love it, but the thing with the Omnipod is that the the insulin reservoir is very low for me because I use a lot of insulin because of the cortisone because and and yeah it just works one or two days for me. How so you're using about 200 units in a couple of days. Yeah. You're on the cortisone still to this day? Yes. Is that We a- tried we tried with a lot of with a lot of other pills but didn't work. Okay. Hasn't worked. Wow. What's your diet like? What do you eat in the course of a normal day? Uh pretty much normal. N- now I'm very controlled in in my in my hepatitis thing, okay. but I got COVID at the start of the year, and my and my hepatitis went crazy. But now it's controlled. Okay. But I never had like a, a special diet or like changed changed my whole life through it. Gotcha. It's so what yeah. what so what's um tell me what an average meal looks like in Ecuador, just so people can understand. Well, basically, it's like rice. 
and pretty much every plate has rice and depends on what else you want because uh, you have a uh, seco de pollo things like that it's like a chicken stew uh, you serve with rice and, mm-hmm. and plantains yeah and plantain chips it's it's pretty much normal. It's it's just a common meal. Do you like you know, I don't want to get too far off topic here, but yeah. I uh the Galapagos Islands are like my that's my dream vacation. Like that's the Oh, place. it's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. You've been? Yeah, I have been there. I have been there. Yeah. I, I don't know if I'm making more of it in my head than I think, but it it's the one place I'd like to go that I've never No, been. it's it's very beautiful. It's like a sort it's Pretty much the time doesn't doesn't pass there. Yeah. You can spend hours doing stuff and the time won't pass. It's very rare. Yeah. I think I don't know if it's my my thing, but when I was there, I think uh, I was doing stuff and the time never passed. Right. Well and, yeah. How often do you see a doctor for the type one? For the type one, I'm seeing a doctor every one month. Once a month. Once a month, yeah. I'm pretty much controlling on it, and if I have a problem, I usually text text him mm-hmm. and ask questions. But at the time now, I'm very very controlled. What are they measuring success with? Are they using an A1C or? Yeah, we're using A1C. We're using the the glucose, the like the the amount of of test in the month. Yeah, and to look at to look at that. You look. Do you, do you like? How do you think of it on yourself? Are you trying to stay within a range? Do you just? Uh, yeah, I usually I usually stay between the range. Uh, my range is between eighty and one sixty. Wow. And it goes through that. I have good days. I have also have bad days, but yeah, pretty right. much the time it stays normal. How active? But, are, how active you are you able to be with the hepatitis like exercise? Uh, and- very very active by the way they they have recommended me and they always do that i need to do more exercise than i usually do mm-hmm. and they push me through it also because of the of the mixture between the cortisone and the insulin i i need to do more because my body tends to reject insulin okay um and yeah for example, I am using also Traceva. I don't know if you know know that insulin. I do. Like a, a long active one. Yep. Uh, I use 68 units of it every day. So I use a lot. How much do you weigh? A, 150. Wow. Yeah. So that's a lot for the cortisol then. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. So also the the Novo Rapid, I use a half a cartridge every three weeks no every three days sorry every three days so yeah a lot it of does insulin. suck a lot of insulin how, how um well i have a couple of questions i guess how did yeah. all of this impact you going to school were you able to still go to school when you were young no uh oh my my first years with autoimmune hepatitis and the and diabetes i usually went uh like 90 days of a year, mm-hmm. I would think so. Uh, so I was not very ac- very active in school. Okay. I had uh, lessons through a computer. Also because I was not in the country and and making the trips 
was very very difficult with paper, so we did it with the computer. Okay. Yeah. So you did a lot of online stuff back then. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. So have you graduated? Yeah, I'm yeah. graduated and I'm going to start college the next year. That's what I was wondering. What What are you thinking of going to college for? A business management, I think. It's hard to know when you're 18, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> very hard. Yeah. I think you just pick something that you're good at, that you enjoy, and then you kind of hope that during college you can can figure yeah, out something. Yeah, you can you can like like figure out if you can do it yeah. for the long run. Yeah, or hopefully you'll learn something that'll give you some interest that you can, mm-hmm. you can follow along. How mm-hmm. was it a very expensive process for your parents the um the treatments over time? Yes and no. The things we did in Argentina, they were out of pocket for my parents. Mm-hmm. But here, uh, the insurance covers, I think, the 40%, 50% of it. But it's it's not so great because uh, the freestyle libre, the insurance doesn't cover it. The Omnipod, the insurance doesn't cover it because it's not like registered here in Ecuador. Yeah, And getting the stuff here, it's also hard. What I do is like... Uh, I had a friend in Colombia, so in Colombia they buy it from a from a pharmacy and they send it through through plane. Then someone needs to pick it up and then drive it here. Jeez. Yeah, it's it's a process. And with the Omnipod, I found a website that I could buy them from because uh, my insurance won't allow me to use it. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. So yeah, I need someone from the U.S. to buy it and then send an send another plane to here. It's a lot, yeah. Yeah. Hey, when you were going to Argentina as a child, how did you go? Did you drive or fly or what was that like? Yeah, we we fly. Yeah, I was gonna say it's a really. I mean, it would be an amazing <laughs> trip. Yeah, like, it's, without flying, it's, right? It's eight hours, six yeah, hours. Right. If I don't, if I recall. Wow. Uh, what? Jeez. Was one of your parents with you all the time when you were younger? Yeah, my mom used to be there a lot. But when we went, the first time we went in Argentina, when I was like really bad with autoimmune hepatitis, my dad had a problem with the with the ID, so he couldn't travel. Mm-hmm. So I was with my mom and the doctor. And then the day we arrived, I had a six-month coma. I went into intro six-month coma. Was that was that something that happened naturally, or did they put you into a medical coma? Uh, it was a mixture because my body was like shutting down, and they were trying to help me, so they induced me into it. But it was a mixture of it. Wow, six months. Yeah, my my parents thought I was dead, so I was like brain dead, I would think. But yeah. Yeah, I was going to ask you, that, that was actually going to be my next question, which is, um, have you, since all of this has happened now that you're older, have you ever spoken to your parents about all this and, and heard their side of what was happening? We we have done it through the years. We have to speak of it because it's like my lifestyle. Yeah. But it's it's like a normal thing now. We don't view it as a different thing. Not a big deal. Yeah, not a big deal, but... My cousins, for example, they do think uh, that I was going to die. So now that I'm 18 and I'm partying, I'm getting out and, and living my life, they always tell me, like, 
take care of it. We save you once. We don't want to save you twice. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> it's enough for you. We're done. We're done helping you, right? Yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> amazing. How do you, yeah. you said you found the podcast through a friend. How, how, yeah. how does that all happen? Uh, because I was like experimenting with, uh, with all this technology. Uh, I found a friend of mine who had, who his son has, has become diabetic and he, he had the insurance to buy all the stuff. So when the first day he had like, well, the second week, I think that he has, that his son had diabetes, they started getting the Dexcom and the Omnipod. Okay. So. And these are friends in Ecuador or friends in another? Yeah. Yeah. No, no, in here in Ecuador. In Ecuador. Okay. But they do travel a lot, so they have the the capability to buy it from there. Mm-hmm. Also, the insurance gave it to them, so it's much easier for them. Okay, so some people's insurance will cover it, and some people's won't. Exactly. Okay. All right. Um, what will happen? Will your Will your parents be able to continue to help you while you're in college? And what do you think about when you're out? Yeah, they are. They are helping me, and they. I don't think they they are gonna stop because at the time being now I am working, but I don't have like a like a very hard job, so it's like a part time. Yeah. So yeah, they're they are still helping me, and they would help me until I was forty. So yeah. I don't think that's a problem. You don't think they're gonna bail on you? <laughs> no. I don't think so either. No, yeah, they're they're not. Emilio, I have to tell you, this is no, no, I'm not making this up just because you're on, but for the last, you know, in the last year or so, I've been wondering Mm -hmm. why I'm getting more downloads in Ecuador than I usually do. And I guess I'm figuring out that it might be you. (laughs) So (laughs) (laughs) it might be me or my friend or a couple of the friends that are diabetics that we, we listen to the podcast because it's helpful. It's, it's helpful because of the... The juice box thing, because if I don't know the correct amount of insulin, okay, I'm going to add for a juice box. And that has been very helpful. Wow. Very helpful. Millie, you, you might not understand the gravity of what I'm saying to you, but that, that I thought of something like 10 years ago in a gymnasium while my daughter was playing basketball that I eventually said out loud into a microphone that somehow reached you in Ecuador is mind blowing <laughs> to me. And that you said, yeah, that it it's you. amazing. Oh man. It, it, it just gives me chills when you say it. Like it's just, a, it's absolutely crazy. Like I, you didn't have diabetes when I figured that out. You know what I mean? Like it's uh yeah. yeah. And we are, we live about as far away from each other as you know, somebody could. And, um, it's just, it's really some, I know you grew up with the internet, like it's never not been there for you. Yeah. But, but I remember it not existing. And so it's, it's really, uh, it's an awesome thing. to. Yeah. Hear. That, that's a good thing for me because I was like my, my escape in the hospital rooms and to all the treatment was like watching videos for YouTube or internet or praying my phone. Yeah. So it was, it was all, it has always been a part of me. Yeah. That's excellent. Do you have any idea where your friend who told you about the show found out about it? Uh, uh, I think through a U.S. soccer uh, because he also does uh, he also has treatment for his son in, in the U.S. and I think the doctor recommended through it. Ah, okay. 
So when he was in the U.S. visiting a doctor, the doctor told him about it. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that's how. Well, that's really crazy. Okay. Um, well, what you said, you think things are going pretty well for you for your care. Like, what what's your A one C now? If you've been thinking about getting an insulin pump but don't want all that tubing, you should check out the Omnipod Dash. It's tubeless. Go to omnipod.com forward slash juice box to learn more. The Omnipod Dash is a number of things. Uh, you can use it. Uh, let me tell you what you can do with it. Showering, swimming, that's all good to go. Exercise, weightlifting, running around, all good to go. You don't have to take it off for those things. Those tubed pumps often have to come off in scenarios like that, leaving you without insulin. Not good. Omnipod doesn't have tubes, so you can constantly wear it without interruption. On top of all this, you know, you might be thinking, all right, Scott, sounds good, but how do I know for sure before I get started? Well, a free 30-day trial is a good, good place to begin. So you can try the insulin pump that my daughter uses without any risk at omnipod.com forward slash juice box. If you like it, it's simple to keep going. And if you don't want it anymore, you get to the end of the 30 days, you're like, not for me, no problem. Nobody's gonna bother you. That's the end of that. Nice and easy, up to you. That's how Omnipod wants it to be. For full safety, risk information, and free trial terms and conditions, you can also visit omnipod.com forward slash juice box. Dexcom G6. What is it? Why do you want it? Let's dig in. The Dexcom G6 is a continuous glucose monitor. Monitor? Well, there goes the accent. It's a continuous glucose monitor. There you go. It's a small device that you wear. It reports your blood sugars back to your phone or to a receiver. When I say phone, I mean Android or iPhone. <clears throat> Not the one with the rotary thing like your grandmom had. That, that doesn't work that way. But if you have an Apple iPhone or an Android product, it is very likely that the Dexcom G6 will work for you. If it doesn't, it's okay. Use their receiver. Why would I do this? Or you, more specifically? Well, I'll tell you. The speed and direction and number of the blood sugar for the user. Just like this. I'm picking up my phone. You couldn't hear it because I'm stealthy. I've swiped up and I've touched an app. Arden's blood sugar is 71. Boom. She's also diagonal down, which means her blood sugar is falling a little bit. She's in the shower. We've already taken care of it. How did we take care of it? Well, 10 minutes ago, she was 91 diagonal down. And I said, yeah, you're getting in the shower. We should probably do something about this. And we did. That 71 is going to stop. I'll watch it happen here on my phone. Comfort and convenience. Safety and security. Health. These are the things that we personally get from the Dexcom G6. There are results, of course, and yours may vary. But if you'd like to find out more, get started today, or see if you're eligible for a free 10-day trial, go to Dexcom.com forward slash juicebox. There are links in the show notes of your podcast player and links at juiceboxpodcast.com. If you can't remember, Dexcom.com forward slash juicebox. And who could forget omnipod.com forward slash juice box or from the beginning when i said check out t1dexchange.org forward slash juice box take the survey i could do these links in my sleep do you understand me 
you could keep me awake for 72 hours and then say, Scott, how do I find out about the Dexcom? And I'd say Dexcom.com forward slash juice box. Right before I passed out from being so tired. Let's get back to Emilio. My A1C now, I don't know that. My doctors know that. I usually don't look at it because I will get crazy of, of the numbers. Oh, so. okay. Is that something your parents pay attention to and you, they don't? No. I I had tell them evenly that even that don't check my numbers. Let me take care of it on my own way. Okay. Because I don't want them to, to be preoccupied a lot. You're worried that they'll they'll get consumed with helping you yeah they had done it oh, so okay. i don't want them to go through that again yeah are you trying to protect them yeah okay yeah do you, do you think it was hard on them oh a lot yeah his his son maybe that his son could die two times oh okay low blood sugar yeah uh because like mm, can you re repeat the question? I didn't Do you, did you almost pass from low blood sugars or be, because of the hepatitis? You just think your parents have been through enough in general. Uh, yes and yes. Uh, because of the hepatitis, like the coma thing, the doctors here told my parents I, I was going to die. I was going to die. He's not going to make it. Mm. So they had so, to live through that one time already. Yeah. yeah. And then the next time and the diabetes thing, I was very bad, very bad. Yeah. When you, when you were at diagnosis. Yeah. Yeah. Hold on one second. Oh, Emilio, this is crazy. I have to take this call. Hold on one second. I really apologize. Yeah. No, this no, no, no. It doesn't usually happen. I'm going to take my headphones off. You're not going to be able to hear me. Don't worry, don't worry. Hello? Okay. So sorry about that, everybody. I got a phone call I had to take. And uh, Emilio, I apologize. What were we talking about when that happened? Because I got I got spazzed out when I saw my phone ring. <laughs> um, uh, we were talking about uh, I think the like taking it taking it easy with my parents. Okay. Yeah, right. Okay, so you felt like they had been through enough, so you're doing it. But now you also don't want to know. Tell me more about not wanting to know your A1C. It's not wanting to know my A1C. It's because the the calculus for that thing. Uh, I don't usually see the exams. I just gave into the to the doctor, or my or the results just get sent to the doctor. Mm -hmm. So she checks. She she checks if I'm okay and just says and you're okay. Yeah, basically. So I, I don't I don't get my mind into numbers because, for one thing, I don't like numbers, and also I uh, get very frustrated if I am not in my range. So if you okay, so if you were to hear that the number wasn't what you wanted. It would it'd be frustrating to you. It will be frustrating, and, uh, and I will like shut down and stop everything I'm making to to fix it. So I see. I'm just taking it easy with it. So you just think of it as keeping things between. You, you do your best day to day to keep yourself in that range that you mentioned earlier. Yeah, exactly. Do you use any of the ideas from the podcast in your management? Yeah, as, as I mentioned, you I use the juice box thing. Uh, do pre-bolus pre your meals? Yeah, I yeah. do pre-bolus. Yeah, that's one thing. My mornings were awful because uh, before that, because as I just wake up, my body 
reacts your friendly and my insulin sensitivity in the morning is even higher than in during the day mm -hmm. so for my morning it's one unit for every three grams of carbohydrates that's heavy. and yeah. and if i inject uh for the meal it doesn't work so i need to pre bottles and add 10 more units or eight more units depends on the amount of food i ate the, the day before okay but so yeah. So in the morning, your insulin ratio could be even stronger than one to three. It could be almost one to two or something like that. No, it's it's one to three, and during the day, it's one to seven. One to seven. Oh, that is a big difference. Okay. Um, yeah. Your basal insulin, do you, do you ever look at your graphs overnight to see if you're stable overnight and and uh, and other times when you don't have food to, to see where your basal is could be adjusted? Yeah. So if I have food at night, uh, it tends to go high and then drops and stay like level. Okay. But if I don't eat anything, it goes straight. It's a straight at 80. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Yeah. It doesn't I, move from there. I mean, you're doing a really good job because you're using a, I mean, you're having to use a lot of insulin because of the cortisone. So mm -hmm. that's, um, it's, it's, it's difficult, you know, like. Yeah. Um, do you ever have a time where you're not on the cortisone? Uh, no, I have never been out of it. We have like tried to make the transition from it, but it hasn't like worked out. So it's it's an everyday situation. Yeah. You get it by injection or by a pill? No, uh, I take pills okay. five milligrams every. Like once a day? Once a day. Yeah. yeah. Every night. Is, are, is there anyone else in your family with autoimmune issues? Uh, my grandma from my father, mm -hmm. it, she has lupus, and we think it all came came from her. Okay, so it comes that way. Because from my mother's side, I don't have anything, and I'm, from my dad's side, my grandfather doesn't have anything. It's just my grandma. Okay. Um, do you have any other autoimmune issues besides the hepatitis and the diabetes? Uh, no. No. Okay. No. Do they test you for celiac disease, for um, thyroid issues, stuff like that? Yeah, they always do that. And it always comes right. I don't have anything of that. Excellent. Because I'm, I'm very paranoid of it. So I always like I'm checking. Okay to see if everything well because i have like the thing in my head that tells me you're gonna die you're gonna die so yeah i, I always check <laughs> is that um is that really something do you feel like that frequently not frequently but if something like i feel i feel like sick or, or something like that i i think should i i may have uh even worse thing that i have now <laughs> so <laughs> i saw so yeah so if your arm starts to hurt you you're pretty sure it's gonna fall off that kind of stuff yeah, yeah, so I'm very paranoid of it. <laughs> you play any sports? Yeah, I do. Well, like normal sports, I don't do normal sports. No normal sports. Uh, the only normal sport I do is swimming. Okay. And then the other is like scuba diving, also. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, scuba diving uh, with um. Do you do it in groups or do you do it? Yeah, in groups. Yeah. You can you can't dive alone. Okay. Where do you learn how to do that? How old were you when you learned how to scuba dive? Uh, it was around when I was 11, 12. No kidding. So before diabetes, you knew how to do it? Before diabetes, yeah. And it was very helpful because as 
as I told you before, I didn't have my leg for like six months yeah. when I was in recovery. So I couldn't walk, but I could swim and I could dive. So that was a thing that like pushed me to go further. Yeah. It was like diving and Oh, that's interesting. Very helpful, yeah. So you could so part of your therapy or or just to keep your mind right, mm -hmm. you, you would swim when you couldn't actually walk. So were you in a wheelchair for a while? Yeah. Wow. I was going through a school in a wheelchair and using crouches to go anywhere. Do you have brothers or sisters? Yeah, I have brothers and sisters. Oh, okay. Big family? My no, it's me, my sister, and my brother. Oh, we're three. Three of you. Yeah. Are you the youngest, oldest in the middle? Yeah, I'm the youngest one. You're the youngest. Are they much older than you, or are they just a little older? A little older. My brother is 25, and my sister is 21, I think. Okay. Are they at school or on their own, or are they at home? They are, they are on their own. Okay. Uh, yeah. What about, let's see, what else? You dating? No, I'm not dating. No, it's a good idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's better. Yeah, it's better. <laughs> it's a lot of trouble sometimes. <laughs> Um, exactly hold on a second give me one second um yeah i know there's times i wish maybe i wasn't dating like the person i decided to date is bothering me right now for instance they know <laughs> i'm talking to you and still are asking me questions that have nothing to do with yeah also also because now i'm like fixing my life in in a sort of way mm -hmm. uh, because of the whole like current quarantine thing and, and all of that i like starting my life again yeah so right now i'm like being amazing and uh, having uh, my life and being next to someone it's it's not not a thing in my plans i hear you hey i want to ask you a little bit about um having covid so how long ago did that happen to you that happened, I would think, in February of this year. Okay, recently. Yeah, yeah recently. This year. And I, I got it. I got it easy because uh, I was asymptomatic. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you, but, were, you tested uh, positive and didn't have symptoms. Yeah, but the sugar thing was very bad. Very bad. That was the that was the thing that made me realize. Oh. I maybe had COVID. Oh, okay. And then you got because tested. then I got tested and we all came back positive. Oh, the whole family. The whole family, yeah. Me, my father, and my mother, because my brothers doesn't live here anymore. Were there vaccines available to you, or no? Yeah, there were. Did yes. You take, did you take them? They were. And because I have like a little card that says that I'm disabed, I had the Pfizer. I had this Pfizer vaccine. Okay. The Pfizer vaccine, yeah. So you, okay, so you had the vaccine, but mm -hmm. then caught COVID, but were asymptomatic. No, no, I caught COVID before the vaccine. Oh, oh, before the vaccine. Okay, so now you have the yeah. vaccine. Well, now you've got Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, we got the vaccines, I think, two months later than the U.S. Oh, I see. All right. So, so it was like a whole time. Um, but having COVID with diabetes and my hepatitis was, was hard because like my ratio went from having one to seven through all the day to having one to five yeah, and okay. I needed to pre-bottles like 30 minutes before. Wow. Wow. The sensitivity, the sensitivity of it was awful. How, so yeah. How long? Also. Go ahead, I'm sorry. 
also needed to do a lot of exercise just to help bring your blood sugar down exactly yeah yeah how long did the um covid impact you for how how many days until now has it been oh it's been all these months it's been giving you trouble yeah oh okay wow but with my hepatitis because the diabetes is controlled now yeah, well, that was going to be my question. Like, how scary was it with the hepatitis to get COVID? Oof, it was awful because we thought that was I was going to die. But it was the exact same opposite because my parents got bad and I was the one that was helping them. So I was 17 at the time. And I was, like, driving the car for my dad, working, doing, this, doing the work stuff for my dad, like, getting out and going out. We COVID, um, trying to not get in touch in touch with people, but we needed to work, so that was the thing. How old are your parents? My dad is fifty four, and my mom is forty seven. I think it, it, hit, it hit them very hard. My dad, uh, my dad needed to use oxygen. Wow! And because I I had like uh, I had like an aquarium hobby. I do have oxygen bottles here in the house and I fill them up because I, I knew something in my head told me, get the oxygen bottle filled if anything happens. So that was very helpful. You have, wait, you have oxygen bottles because you have, did you say you have an aquarium hobby? Yeah, okay. I have also I do aquariums. Okay. And then, and so you, you gathered up extra oxygen in the house thinking that that might be an issue around COVID? Yeah, exactly. Jeez. That's uh, pretty smart. Uh, my dad, my dad used. I had three tanks, and my dad uses it in three days. No kidding. Yeah, the, the, he uses it in three days. Are they recovered now? Yeah, they're they recovered are. now. Do they? They have, don't have. They don't have backlashes or anything. Nothing like that. I am the only one who had that. Okay, and so it stuck to you longer, but just what was your biggest problem? The impact it had on your blood sugar. Or were there, uh, were yeah, the things? biggest problem was that because I. My my glucose was between three hundred and two hundred, and it wouldn't go down. Oh my god, it wouldn't go down. For how long? For a month. No kidding, that's terrible. Um, yeah, it was awful. Yeah, and I was feeling and I was feeling bad because of COVID and because of having high blood sugar. Yeah. Well, yeah. Tell me about that. Like when you're that high for that long, it, it the impacts on you are a lot, right? Yeah, so you you don't want to get out of your bed. You're without energy to do anything, and you cannot eat anything because it will go higher, and you cannot smell anything because of COVID. And it was a whole sort of things. And you had to, but at the same time, you were taking care of your parents. Yeah. Were, were your brothers or sisters home, or was it just the three of you at that point? No, and my brother, uh, my brother's girlfriend, mom also was bad so my mom between covid and i'm feeling bad was also helping her wow that's terrible uh, did yeah. your parents did any of you ever end up in the hospital my dad was about to go to it but we called the doctors and they told us if he goes to the hospital he's gonna die he's not gonna he's not gonna survive if he goes to the hospital wow so it's better it's better to keep it in the house and keep it watch uh, you guys got really lucky huh yeah, it sounds like you you had a big part of helping everybody get better too. Were you yeah. you were were you cooking and doing everything like? 
Yes, yeah. I was uh, I was cooking and all stuff. Uh, in quarantine, I like improved my gourmet skills, but me too. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, uh, when I got COVID, also I did that because uh, I wanted to test what flavors could I like smell or feel. I got you. Spo- spoiler: No, no one, neither of them. When you lose your sense of smell, can you eat food that you don't like? I used to chew on garlic, hoping to taste something. Hoping to taste something, yeah. Oh. Also, on onions, and I didn't feel anything. No, that's crazy. Yeah, that's really something. Did doctors come to the house to see you, or was it all over the phone? It was all over the phone because we were we were we were in lockdown here, yeah. and we had a curfew that started. Uh, I think at the time we had a curfew that started at three p.m. Okay. Um, how, how, yeah. how is COVID in Ecuador? Is it, is it, was it a real big problem or did it just get you guys or? Yeah, it was a really big problem because people used to body bodies, dead bodies appear on, on the streets. Oh. No one knows why people like started to felt bad on the streets. Right. Wow. That's and they were, insane. they were piling up and yeah, it was, it was very awful. It's scary. Yeah. Very scary here. Uh, you've been through a lot in a short amount of time. <laughs> yeah. Do you ever think about that? That you've probably gone through more than most people will in their whole life, and you did it. You know. In yes, and I use it. I use it as a as a push for my life, like to keep going. Mm-hmm. Like if I had fought this hard, why would I stop now? Yeah, that makes sense. Like why I I hear I don't know if you've ever heard the phrase "in for a penny, in for a pound," but it's the idea of. Yeah, you went this far. You might as well not give up, right? So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's it's really something. Do you? Um, I guess you don't remember yourself prior to any of this. Like, it's it's a very uh, you have a great way about you, and uh, and a great you know. Um, there's just a great feeling coming from you. So, do you have any idea why you feel that way? Like, why like why aren't you depressed and sitting in your room? Do you know what I mean? Like, why did you choose this path or? Uh, I had been depressed. Uh, when I was diagnosed, I did have depression. Mm-hmm. was for like a month. But it it passed me as I, I went through it. Uh, but uh, like my mind works in a way that I usually see the better in things, the better good in things, gotcha. and not the bad. Yeah. And your English is amazing. Like, oh, thanks. Have you ever been to America? Yeah, I have been there a okay. couple of times. You, I mean, we've been talking for 40 minutes, and I've only said one thing once that you said, can you repeat that? And I've I've not, like, I haven't changed how I speak for you, or do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I haven't taken words out of my vocabulary or anything like that. Where, mm-hmm. do, you, where do you learn English? Uh, from school. Um, my whole like room, I have a Google home and it's everything on English. So I push myself to speak English and is writing English and, and be in English. Right. And what's the, um, what, what's the language of Ecuador? Uh, Spanish. Spanish. Speak Spanish. Do you, th- yeah, I, I always dream about taking the pro tip episodes of the podcast and, and translate into Spanish, but I don't know how, to, <laughs> I don't know how to do that. Uh, people tell me that there are so many different kind of variations of the language that, yeah, no, that's that's a, a a particular thing here because we have like three regions, right? So it's like the cost, 
coast thing, and then we have the highlands, and then we have the the jungle, like the Amazonia. Mm-hmm. And every single and um, every single zone has a different language, has a different way of speaking. Like Quiteños, they speak in a very different way. They they speak like singing, and Cuencanos, it's another part of the highlands. They also speak very differently. So it's a mixture of. Is it, of ways. is it so different that you would like when you go to Colombia or to Argentina, do you have trouble talking to people in Spanish? Yes. And in Argentina, there are like words we use in our vocabulary here in Ecuador. There are very bad, very bad words in, in Argentina. Oh, oh so, so yeah. Oh, I see. It, it's, it's, it's a shock. It's a cultural shock, but it's amazing. Like knowing how, how they talk. Tell me a word. Use it. Use the word in English, but tell me a word you would use in Ecuador that would be a bad word in Argentina. Uh, like taking the bus here, it would mean like coger el bus. Yeah, like. But in Argentina, it would trans- that, that would not. Translate in Argentina, well. yeah, that would translate to a very bad thing with the bus. Okay. <laughs> <A bad Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah. Let's, let's all just wonder. I don't want you to tell me. We'll just leave it up in the air like that. Yeah, uh, exactly. <laughs> that's funny. You, um, what about friends? Like you're not dating. Do you have do you have close friends? Yeah, I have a close friend group. Uh I have recently made friends because I didn't have a social life. I started my social life uh, when I was 17. Yeah. I didn't have friends through all of this. So I recently have friends. You're ver- do you find yourself feeling more mature than your other friends? Yes, I love a lot of it because I'm I'm like the father of the group of my friends. Yeah. I usually take care of them, I usually drive them, I usually like give them advices and help them work stuff. Yeah. You've been through a lot. I mean, in, in a way that that makes me feel like you're going to be very successful as an adult. I don't I can't <laughs> imagine what else could happen to you that you wouldn't be able to deal with, you know? Yeah, now I'm prepared for mo- pretty much everything. Yeah, no kidding. I, <laughs> <laughs> I think you're pretty, I think you're 100 percent right. Um, yeah, is college going to be online or is it or is it something you're going to? Uh, I want to go to because they they want to choose. They had a nice campus and they had a pool and they had a gym and they had a lot of stuff here. Mm. But it's like 10 minutes from my house, so it's oh. not far. Oh, so you'll live at home but go to college. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's excellent. That's that. That's the way it works here. Nobody lives at college there. Yeah, gotcha. Okay, uh, my son just went back to school, and I miss him already. So <laughs> it would be nice if he had to come home every day. I would like that. Yeah, that's that's the same. My 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 parents appreciate a lot. Also, yeah. No, I imagine. So, um, do you imagine as an adult that you'll live in Ecuador? No, I want I want to get out of here. <laughs> okay, where do you want to go? I want to go to Australia or Indonesia. Oh, I have listeners. Yeah. I have listeners in both of those places, so you can definitely keep listening to the podcast if you leave. <laughs> yeah, but the situation here is it's very bad. Now we are next to Mexico in crimes. Okay. Also in, in like politics and all the stuff, we're very very behind. You, all the other countries. So, so politically, it's something you'd like to get away from. Yeah, also the violence here. People get killed in the street every day. They get robbed and they get murdered, and it's it's awful. Oh my! Um, what what made you think about Indonesia? 
Uh, because as I told you, I love aquariums. I like like the ocean. Yeah. I love it. So being like next to the ocean, being like next to the uh, to the reefs, it will be my dream life. Yeah. I just I'm thinking of a person that I just spoke to recently that lives there who listens who listens to the podcast. Um Man, there, nice. there'd be two of you. You could find each other. Um, would you be able to carry on your medical care anywhere? Do you think? I think so. Okay. I think so. I don't know. I don't know how the how the insurance things work in other countries because I have never like tested it. But I think I will carry on. And so, and so for the um, for the hepatitis part, it's just the pill that you have to keep up with. Yeah, it's Nothing. just a pill. And are you? Um, I mean, extra I mean, COVID aside, are you extra careful about trying not to get sick, or is that? Uh, no, uh, I don't usually do that. I it used to normal. do that, uh, but now we went through a pandemic, so I, I don't, I don't think we need to be dead now. So I will just keep going out. Start feeling like if you can make it through this, then everything else yeah, will be pretty easy. Exactly. Do you wear a mask when you go outside? Yeah, I do wear a mask, okay. but for example, if I'm with my friends. I don't wear a mask uh, because we're all vaccinated. Oh, you're all vaccinated at this point. Well, you have yeah. now you have the vaccine and you have, I imagine, antibodies from actually having yes. COVID as well. Mm -hmm. yeah. And we're going to have the third dose here, like I think in two months. You're going to do, yeah, you're going to do the uh, the booster shot. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I am too. I'm going to, I'm going to take it as well. I didn't, yeah. get, I didn't get uh, Pfizer. I got J&J, &J, but I'm going to, I'm going to take a booster as well. Oh, I, I got a friend who got that. Yeah, it was actually, I mean, I, I mean, I guess I don't know how well it worked other than to tell you I haven't had COVID and, you know. Did you, did you got any other side effects of it or? From the shot? No, I didn't have yeah. any, I had no problems with the vaccine at all. My, oh, okay. My arm hurt for a couple of hours, but that was like, yeah, really. The no, I, I got friends who, who got very bad headaches, vomit, and all this stuff. Headaches after um their vaccine. Headaches, migraines, they couldn't sleep. The... Oh. No, I after didn't. the the J one. Oh, I feel very grateful that did not happen. <laughs> yeah, and actually, my son and my wife had J and J as well, and none of us had a, an issue with it at all. And Arden had uh, Pfizer, so she did, oh, okay. Yeah, she did two doses of Pfizer, and she didn't have any trouble either. Hey, hey. Yeah, no, I didn't have any trouble with the Pfizer except for the first day. I had like a lot of sleepiness. I felt very sleepy, gotcha. but the next day I didn't feel like that. I I. I've, I haven't asked you the whole time, but I've been wondering what are the animals I'm hearing? It's a dog, right? Yeah, it's it's my my dog. Sorry, she's no, she's don't be, so, don't be sorry. I just I've been dying to know. Like at first, I thought I heard birds in the beginning. Yeah, I also have birds. Do you? What kind? It's uh, Australian parrots. Really? Yeah. You're an eclectic kid, Amelia. <laughs> yeah, I had a, I had a lot of animals here. I also have clownfish and a reef tank, and then I'm. Mm. I used to keep, and I plan to tank. That's nice. I used to keep saltwater uh, fish when I was younger. It's, just, it's, it's amazing. It's, I love it. Yeah. yeah, it's just very expensive. So eventually, I'm going to stop doing it. Um, yeah. Do you actually do? You, are you able to get fish from the ocean when you scuba dive? Uh, technically, yes, but legally, no. Amelia, are you telling me that you are not legally allowed to take fish from the ocean and put it in your fish? No. It's yeah, here, 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 no, you're not. You're same. not allowed to do that in in certain in certain parts of of the coast. I see. Okay, because so we have like reserves, and you would never do that. No, I would never do of that. Of course, okay, Excellent. of course, like, of course, very, very law abiding. Um, 
Is there anything that we haven't spoken about that you wanted to? I want to make sure we don't miss anything as we're coming up on an hour. Uh, no, I think we have to talk about all the things we mentioned. Well, I have a question then. Then what what made you want to come on the podcast? I want to I want people to know that uh, living here in Ecuador is not like living in the jungle because people in the U.S. think that think that we live in the jungle. We don't live in the jungle. We live in a city and we have a lot of things here. And also that having diabetes is in South America. It's not that bad. You you can control it. You can live with it. Yeah. Do you have any trouble with the heat with keeping your insulin okay in your pump? Uh, no, I usually don't don't put it in the freezer because I spend time in my room or spend time driving, and I pass in in air conditioner all the time. Okay. Oh yeah. So your home's air conditioned. Yeah, my home, my house, everything. Because here the heat is the worst heat I have felt is like thirty five degrees, thirty eight degrees. Hold on a second. I got to figure out what that is in Fahrenheit. Oh, okay, like ninety-five, and I'm imagining the humidity, like the the. Oof, one hundred percent. Yeah, it's it's very high all the time. You can go swimming without going to the ocean, maybe. Exactly. <laughs> so, do, is it a very indoor um, kind of existence then, or or do people? No, uh, we go out, but usually, uh, like if I go out with friends, we go out to houses. Mm-hmm. All right. We so... don't go to malls because of the of the whole violence thing, also. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, and or usually we go to the beach and spend time there, or, or we go to the highlands. Like, yeah. Okay. What well, when when you're living uh, in a place with violence like that, like how do you protect yourself? Like, wh- are there things you think to you do? cannot do that? You, you can't. can't. Lo- uh, guns here are prohibited, and also the cops are very like. Uh, they they don't they they can't shoot people. Okay. If they do that, they go to jail. So they don't do anything, basically. So is the is the violence mostly with knives? No guns. Oh, so people have guns, but you're not legally allowed to have a gun. Yeah, exactly. I understand. Okay. Um, much gang violence, or is it? Kind yeah, of- it's it's like a like a cart- like a cartel thing. I see. Like, yeah, it it all goes up to Mexico and down. It's like the whole South America drug thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I see. Do, do your parents, do you think your parents will leave when you leave? Or do you think they'll stay? No, they're going to stay here. Stay there. They, they don't have like um, an idea of going to live somewhere else. I see. How about your brother and sister? My sister dream about living in Germany, but because of the situation, uh, she's like trying to figure out how, how did she live? But mm-hmm. yeah. And my brother, my brother have, has lived in Canada. Because of the of the college, mm-hmm. uh, but I don't think he has plans to go and live somewhere else. Okay, I see. So he's back in Ecuador now after college. Yeah, I see. Well, that's a big, big change, Canada to Ecuador. I mean, just in, Oof, the, in the weather alone. Yeah, he, if it was for him, he would live there. But the the thing with college is that he had a like a like. I don't remember the exact word. Uh, a visa, like a student visa. Yeah, like yeah. a student visa from here, and part of the agreement is that if he goes five years to Canada, he needs to work. He needs to work here for ten years. 
I see. So if you get to go away to college, you have to come back and take what you learned and, and use it in Ecuador. Yeah, if you don't have work, the government gives you work and all that stuff. But, okay. So, Emilio, yeah. I'm going to ask you a question that you might find silly, but I, I want to understand. <laughs> Are there any scary snakes or spiders or anything weird there that could kill me? Uh, yes and no. Depends on where are you going? For example, if you're going to Amazonia, obviously to the jungle, obviously you're gonna find like deadly things. But a couple of tarantulas, but nothing to worry about. Nothing to worry about. Okay, all right. So yeah. you've never woken up with a snake in your house or something like that? No, no. I I live in a city. You're I don't in the in city. A... There's no nothing there. And yeah, and you're very it's... close to the um to the shoreline as well. Uh yeah, I'm hour and a half. Yeah, drive. Do you, driving. Do you drive? Do you have a car? Yeah. Uh, well, not it's not mine, but it's from my dad, but I use it. Okay. Do you take any special precautions when you're driving about your diabetes? You check more often? Yeah. Or? Usually I, I carry a, a juice box or a Coca-Cola, mm-hmm. a Coke. So, yeah. I have I have had times when I, I'm driving and I, uh, I went to 50 and I need to stop and drink drink the Coke and wait. Yeah. Do your friends like know how to help you? Have you ever had that conversation? Yeah, I have. I have the conversation with them a lot of times because I have told them if someday I fainted, you need to check my blood sugar this way and this way and this way. And they can do it. Uh huh. Oh, that's amazing. Good for you. Well, yeah, they, like... they, they are trained. They are very well trained. Yeah. <laughs> so you found you found a good group of friends, even though you you found them late. Yeah. And that's encouraging. That really is great. Yeah, it's it's very nice to have them. Yeah. Oh, Emilio, I, I'm really happy that you came on and did this. I'm, I, I, uh, I learned a lot in the last hour. I appreciate you taking. Oh, the thanks. Time. Yeah, no, really, I'm, I'm serious. It's uh, I, I've never heard of anyone who had an autoimmune hepatitis before. Um, I, I when you said that, you know, I just thought, wow, that's that. Some I've done this like six hundred times, and somebody said something new to me today, which shocked me. <sighs> Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. No, really. I'm, I was really thrilled that you came on and shared that. Um, and just hearing how you took care of your family during COVID and, and all that you had to go through as a child and, and that you're you're doing so well, it's really encouraging and, and uplifting. I, um, oh, thanks. Yeah. Do you not think of yourself that way or do you? Uh, yeah, I just think of myself that way. Yeah. But I usually like think it a lot. Yeah, don't think it too much because you'll end up sound like a jerk if you start saying nice stuff about yourself. But exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. But you're, you're basically Superman to me today. I'm just uh, oh, thanks. It's amazing. I mean, like seriously, like uh, congratulations on 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 just being that kind of tough and sticking it out and and not giving up. It really is special. Yeah, that, that's that's part of the life. I think that's part of life. Yeah, no, no, trust me, that's that's the whole thing. But a lot of people give up. And uh, you you had enough reasons you could have, you know. It's really, really a, a, a really wonderful story. Tell your parents. I think they raised a really good kid. <laughs> oh, thanks. I'm going to tell them. Yeah, you're going to tell them a guy from America on a podcast said that, and they'll be like, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, they usually, they usually, they usually people do tell them that. Yeah, I would imagine. I mean, I can't be the first person to think it. That's for sure. It's a really extraordinary what you what you've. Yeah, my my last boss for my last job, mm-hmm. it's like a cafeteria next next to the house. Uh, have told them that had had told them that also, and like my uncles, when they get to know me very well, 
like you, they do tell them that. Yeah. No, it's uh, it, you sound like a really special person. I'm, I'm glad to have met you. Thanks. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks. Um, if there's nothing else, I'm going to say goodbye, but I really do appreciate this. Yeah, I think we have speak about all the subjects we needed to speak on. We did good, right? We didn't miss anything, and I had a good yeah. time. Did you have fun? Yeah, a lot of fun. Did you really? Okay, I'm glad. Do you, are you, like, going to let your friends listen to this or no? Yes, I'm going to send it to them. Excellent. To them. That's, that's really cool. Well, hello to everybody there. Um, I hope one day to get to Galapagos Islands. Um, I don't know if I ever will. The uh, murdering stuff you said made me a little scared, but that's okay. Uh, yeah, we, we, we're trying to figure out how to fix that. But. Yeah. You stop shooting people and I'll come see this the turtles, okay? <laughs> Oh my gosh! All right, Amelia, hold on. For the, the situation, oh, the situation is is in Guayaquil, but in the Galapagos Islands, not not nothing of this stuff happens. I'll be okay the there. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, then I'm. Yeah. Back. It's back on my dream list. Then. I, um, yeah. I, I really mean it. I of all the places that I. Yeah, you should you should come. It's it's a very special place. It's very amazing. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, you've you've made me feel good about it. Let's see who we're thanking. Dexcom, Omnipod, Emilio. Ooh. And guess what else? You for listening. Thank you so much to Dexcom for sponsoring this episode of the Juicebox Podcast. Don't forget, look into that free 10-day trial at Dexcom.com forward slash juicebox. You also may be eligible for a free 30-day trial of the Omnipod Dash. And the only way to find out is at omnipod.com forward slash juice box. Take the T1D exchange survey. It takes fewer than 10 minutes. You help someone with type 1 diabetes and you support the podcast. T1D exchange.org forward slash juice box. If you're looking for the private Facebook group, it's called juice box podcast type 1 diabetes. You answer, you answer. You'll have to answer just a few questions to get in so that the, uh, you know, the algorithm knows you're a real person. There are almost 25,000 members in that Facebook group. It's really a wonderful place full of helpful, lovely, and um, dedicated people. You should check it out. Enjoying the podcast? Why not leave a five-star review wherever you're listening? Five stars, check, 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 however many five is, and then write like a beautiful review that people could read and go, oh, I see why this person likes the podcast. I will try it too. That's very helpful. But the most helpful thing you can do is share the show with someone else and subscribe in an app. So I don't want to say the most helpful thing. The two most helpful things you could do for the podcast is to share it with someone else and to subscribe or follow in the app you're listening in. And if you're not listening in an app, it's possible you're over, I'm going to say 65 and you're listening online. You're like, this web browser is amazing. You can hear words from it. If that's up, if that's what you're into, don't let me stop you. It's okay. But otherwise, you guys should really check out a podcast app. They're free and easy and make it uh, a nice experience when you're listening. Don't forget to subscribe and follow. Follow and subscribe. That's it for me. I'll be back very soon with another episode of the Juicebox Podcast.